Hello and welcome to today's episode. So I'm very excited to talk about this as I've been repeatedly asked about this for the past few years. And I'm just tired of repeating myself over and over again. Kaya thank God for podcast. At least, record ko na siya. Okay, so just a bit of clarification before we start. When we get to ask this question, where do I put my money? Usually, you have to put in a bit more context. Is the person asking this question a student, uh, a new hire, someone with a senior position, or someone who's retiring? Because depending kung sino man yung nagtatanong, the answers may vary. But worry not, for today, we'll answer everything from the perspective of that of a student hanggang sa isang taong magre-retire. So let's hop right into it. So let's start off from the perspective of a student. And just to narrow it down further, uh, let's narrow it down to those in their collegiate years, either those na nagtatrabaho para tustusan yung tuition nila, or those na gusto lang mag-part-time for the sake of earning. So isama na rin natin dito lahat ng mga pamasko ng mga ninong at ninang as cash sources natin. For a student, in my opinion, ang pinakatinitignan mo would be your day-to-day needs. Let's admit it, for the majority of students out there, most of yung basic needs nyo galing pa rin sa parents nyo. And walang masama dun. If you're working to sustain yourself, well, kudos to you. Saludo ako sa'yo. But just because nakaasa ka pa rin sa magulang mo sa panahong ito does not make you any less of a person. So given this, suggestion ko sa'yo as a student is to put your money in the bank. So bakit sa banko? Because at this point in time, you want to stay as liquid as possible. Meaning, anytime nakakailanganin mo ng pera, may itbi sa pangdagdag baon mo, or sa mga hangouts ng barkada, ay may mailalabas ka. Sadyante ka pa lang, and para sa akin, ang pinakamahalagang gawin during this time is to make sure you get to socialize and make connections. Trust me, these connections you make will help you once you get to start working. Now, I'm not saying ubusin mo ang pera mo. All I'm saying is, if may kailangan ka man na funds, at least meron ka. At hindi man na kailangan humingi pa sa mga parents mo. Isa sa mga problema na nakikita ko sa kabataan ngayon is, nagmamadali silang magkatrabaho at mag-ipon. And there's nothing wrong about it. But if by doing so, you get to miss out on your social life, you don't get to make connections, hindi ka na nakakahinga, ay masama na yun. At dyan nagsisimula yung sinasabi nilang burnout. Again, if kailangan mong mag-imbak ng salape, by all means, go ahead. Uh, may it be because breadwinner ka, or kailangan mong bayaran yung tuition mo, go lang. But if you have a choice, pag-isipan nyo yung sinabi ko because yung time na yan to socialize is something you'll never be able to get back once nag-work ka na. Free time mo will be less and less, and your circle will become smaller. So for students, simple lang yan, banko. So next, fresh hire. Isa sa madalas kong marinig nung fresh hire pa ako would be all of my batchmates, may it be nung college or sa work, na nag-iisip kung ano ang ibibusiness nila. And while that is very much admirable, no, I think we're all still naive back then and that's okay. Do allow me to explain why. Sa kaisip namin as to papano pa palaguin yung pera namin, hindi namin naisip na papano pag nawalan ako ng trabaho. Papano pag nagka-emergency. Totoo, may health card kami noon. Pero pati yung health card namin, may limit din. So, paano pag lamagpas doon? For my fresh hires, my suggestion is to start building on your emergency fund. At hindi ito emergency na yung tipong life and death situation lang. No. 
Pwede rin naman ang emergency na mawalan ka ng trabaho. I know a lot of our countrymen nawalan ng trabaho ngayon sa pandemic and I do honestly hope na a lot of them would have an emergency fund. So how do you start building your emergency fund? My suggestion is to save up at least 120,000 pesos in the bank. That is basically the equivalent of a 6 months worth of salary for someone na may 20,000 pesos na sahod. Teka papabi, bakit parang ang taas? Hindi ba dapat 3 months lang? Okay, there are no hard rules when it comes to this. Based from my experience lang, and of course, with the uncertainty associated with the pandemic, you no longer are secured with just 3 months. Okay? The longer you're secured sa finances mo, the better it will be. And the ample time you would have to re-strategize and bounce back. Okay? Next, after mong makaimbak ng 6 months worth of salary, or 120,000 pesos minimum, ano na nga ba dapat? Next should be you saving up for your own medical card. Okay? Just to share, when I left the corporate world, this is the very first thing na ginawa ko which is to secure myself a health card. It costs around 26,000 pesos a year, so mga around 2.1,000 pesos a month para sa MaxiCare ko. Covered ako nun for uh, I think 250,000 sa hospital bills. So you might ask, eh, kaso papabi, paano pag di ko magamit? Eh di sayang na. Huwag mong iisipin yon. Actually, just to share lang rin, no, two years na ako nagbabayad and thank God, hindi pa ako na-hospital. But never ko naisip na sayang yon. What if may mangyari sa akin, knock on wood lang tayo, at wala ako nun? Easily, mawa-wipe out yung savings ko. Isang emergency room na dalaw mo pa lang is already 5,000. What more if may mga operations ka pa? So recap for new hires, I would suggest that you focus in building on your 6 months salary worth of emergency fund. And then mag-set aside ka ng pondo monthly just in case need mong mag-avail ng sarili mong HMO. And just to plug, no, sa next Mukhang Pera Talks natin, I will share to you guys as to how you can possibly get your first 100,000 pesos. So moving on, tapos ka na sa buhay estudyante, hindi ka na rin new hire. Medyo mid-level position ka na sa company after working for 1 to 3 years. Saan mo na ilalagay ang pera mo? Dito ka na pa pwede mag-isip ng business. Dito ka na pwede mag-isip ng investments. Chances are, nakapagtabi ka na rin ng pera na maaaring gamitin capital sa kung saang business mo man gusto. Right? Pwede ka na rin mag-isip ng alternative ways to increase your income stream na tinatawag. Dito napapasok ang options ng magtayo na sariling negosyo, stock market, bonds, etc. So I'd love to elaborate more on each of them. Kaso para mag-deep dive talaga tayo dito, it would require a separate episode altogether. Kasi there's there's more to it than just that, no? For example, sa stocks, may mga stock traders, yung mga day-to-day, meron din mga stock investors like me, na sobrang laki ang difference. So once na sa mid-level position ka na, dito ka na rin pwede mag-isip ng insurance. Okay, hot topic ito. And yung susunod na sasabihin ko might draw ire from a lot of my friends sa insurance industry. But please do lend an ear in what I have to say muna. Most of these insurance agents will tell you, it's better to start early sa insurance mo para mura ang babayaran mo, etc., etc. And may investment aspect pa. But here's the thing, the investment plans, makikinabang ka lang pag namatay ka na. And hindi ikaw ang makikinabang doon kung hindi yung pamilya mo. Okay? Yung sinasabi nilang investment aspect, mas mabuti pa kung ikaw na lang mag-invest ng pera mo sa stock market or kumuha ka ng pure 
mutual funds, yung walang halong insurance. As yung investment aspect ng insurance will start on your second year of payment and only a percentage of that actually goes toward the investment. Okay, now don't get me wrong. I personally have two insurance plans, isa kay Sun at isa kay Pru. And I deem them as necessary for my age. And after ko, masecure yung basic needs ko, which is yung emergency fund ko, which by the way, I built up for up to two years. So kahit two years ako hindi magtrabaho, mabubuhay ako ng payapa. Yung alternative source of income ko, which naset ko na rin yung stocks ko for long-term uh, source of dividends, as well as my other business ventures. May HMO rin ako in case magkasakit ako. So basically, secured na ako dun. Tsaka ko na iisipin yung makukuha ng pamilya ko. Which is basically, pag namatay na ako. Okay? Yung difference ng babayaran mo at 25, for example, versus at 29, if ever you decide to get it at the later age, is uh, not that significant of a change. And by the time nag-29 ka na, di hamak naman na mas mataas na yung sahod mo to the point na you can shrug off yung price difference nila. So just to clarify, I'm not anti-insurance. But I just feel like it's better to put it off at a later time in your career. Now, last but not least, retirement. Hindi ako makakapagbigay ng in-depth na opinion dito as wala pa ako sa age or stage na yun. But do allow me to share my plans for retirement. At the age I'm in, which is uh, 28, I'm already building up on my retirement in such a way na makakakuha ako ng 700,000 to 1 million pesos worth of passive income by the time I hit 35. Well, that is the goal. I am sharing to you guys my plan right now and as you would have guessed, this is an ongoing process. I intend to achieve this through mainly stock dividends. Hence, you can consider me as a stock investor and not a stock trader. Okay? There's a huge difference to sa dalawa. At 700,000 pesos of passive income a year, that is approximately 58,000 pesos per month from doing nothing, as in zero. Some of my friends are heavily investing in a real estate, condo, etc. But that's not my thing, you know, it's just too much work for me. But it may not be the case for other people. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, self-sustaining rin naman siya in the sense that rent should be enough to cover for the monthly amortization ng condo. So retirement-wise, Medyo wala pa tayong cemented direction but I am building up on my retirement roadmap as we speak. Remember, hindi kami nandito para sabihin sa'yo kung ano ang dapat mong gawin. But rather, we're here to share a different perspective with the hopes na ma-enlighten kayo na baka sakaling may mas okay na way pa na paglagyan ng mga pera nyo versus sa ginagawa niyo right now. There is no right or wrong decision, only missed opportunities. But regardless sa kung ano man ang decision mo sa buhay, panindigan mo lang ito and make the most out of it. So just a recap. Pinaka-importante, number one, emergency fund. At least 120,000 pesos or 20,000 pesos per month, good siya for 6 months. Number two, HMO. If employed ka pa, set aside yung HMO funds mo para by the time na nag-resign ka, you can easily avail it. Number three, Passive alternative income sources, so other businesses, stocks, bonds, etc. Number four, insurance. Number five, retirement passive income. Now, if you feel that you can achieve all of this as a student palang or as a new hire palang, by all means go ahead. But realistically speaking. 
for the majority of us, talagang roadmap ito. This is a process. Something na hindi mo ma-achieve lahat in a year or two. Okay? I do hope I was able to enlighten you guys a bit more as to where to put your money. Because seriously, banks aren't the only way to go. Bank savings does have its uses, but it's not the only way to go. So I hope you guys get to learn a thing or two about uh, this week's episode and uh, catch you in the next one. If you feel like this episode was helpful to you, please do help us grow by sharing it on your feed. That way, we get to reach out to more people. No? For any questions or requests, please do send them to papabarya at gmail.com. That's P-A-P-A-B-A-R-Y-A at gmail.com. Our next episode will be a continuation of our expected salary for fresh graduate series and we'll get to talk more about the financial industry.